Celebrating 10 years of pop culture past and present. This is the DJ Bob Show. On this episode of the DJ Bob Show. It's, it's funny you bring that up too, because I don't remember much of the show. It's been so long, but I remember that one because I kept trying to like screw up the grammar, but the executives, they didn't like that. They, they're like, no, you can't make him sound like he's uneducated. We don't want, the whole point of the show is that either Jimmy and Jimmy's smart, so he needs to be a little bit smart. Like I remember one of the lines was um, like something about getting picked up by an eagle. And I said, a eagle. So it was like a, and so he got picked up by a eagle. And, and they go, no, you have to say and, you can't say uh. Cause I think it's just funny him saying a eagle. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome. It's the DJ Bomb Show. DJ Bomb here with you. And in this episode, we're joined by a guy that I've been a fan of technically for almost 20 years. I grew up watching Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, the show and the movie. And one of my favorite characters being Sheen Estevez, played by Jeff Garcia. A great voice actor, comedian, and just a great guy in general. We talk with him about a lot in such a short time. And you might hear me nerd out a little bit and get a little bit excited because he's one of my favorite people and one of my favorite characters. So I try to keep it in, but I hope you enjoy it. How did you get started in the industry? I kind of lucked out, man. Um, the, um, the producer, Jimmy Neutron, was a, a, a comedian. He started as a comedian and he called the... Laugh Factory and says, Are there any young Latin comedians? And I was the only one they could think of. So I went in. And that's just it. That was it, man. I, I tried out for uh, Nick, the part of Nick, the cool kid. And they realized I wasn't that cool. So, <laughs> so I ended up as Sheen. Okay. So, like, did they give you any, any, like, guidelines with the voice or any? type of character traits that you kind of brought in? No, they just said, go with it. Read the paper, man. <laughs> Make it live. So that's what I did. I mean, it's funny, too, because you do a lot of work like this. It's these guys, these directors that get overzealous and they'll like go, OK, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, you know, and then like after you they do you do it one time then you go back to what you're doing anyways. Like, <laughs> so tell me a bit about the recording sessions. Oh, they're a blast. Oh, they were fun. We would uh, <laughs> we would throw bottle caps at each other, like water bottle caps. We would <laughs> we take breaks and just be bullshitting. I feel and, uh, like, I feel like you were like the the class clown of the group. I mean, everybody was, but oh no, it was equally spread around. I mean, uh, I don't know if you talked to uh, Rob Polson, but not yet. He's a uh, he, he's just as funny as I am. That guy's a nut. He had he had this whole thing where he would keep saying uh. Jesus made me made me hurt people, and we would just die. It was like a running joke for the whole show. That that is great. I love that. So the movie and the TV show were in production around the same time. What was first, or was it simultaneous? No, we did the movie. We did the movie first, and then um, I think it was like before the movie had premiered, we were already working on the show. Okay, so it wasn't out into the world, but it was in the process of... Yeah, it, the premiere was on a Tuesday night at Paramount, and we already had, like, three sick... The, the show, we already had three episodes done. That's so cool. Um, they must have had so much faith in 
what John was doing and what all you guys were doing to greenlight a whole series based on this cartoon. Yeah, well, yeah. It, but the cool thing about it was is that they have a lot of stickler directors out there, but it, it, he he would just let us just go, you know, just go. And that that to me that made more sense that we weren't stuck to the paper as much as you know other ones I've done where they they say. Like, they'll stop me if I say, um, like, uh, I'll leave out an and. They'll stop me. And I'm like, but it was sounding great, though. <laughs> so, you know, so what is your favorite part of Sheen? Like, what do you like about him as a character? I think that he just has no inhibitions. You know, he just <laughs> he just goes off. He's, he's got ADD like nuts. So that's what I like about him the most is that he just, there's no rules with him. Yeah. And then the writers too, they realized that and they, they work they they ran with it. He'll go off on this ten minute tangent, like Oh yeah. Like there's so much stuff that we didn't we couldn't even fit in there that we were doing. There's this episode where he's um they're in like they're in like Egypt and he's reading hieroglyphics and it's like how is that even coming out of his brain? I love it. It's it's funny you bring that up too because I don't remember much of the show. It's been so long, but I remember that one because I kept trying to like screw up the grammar, but the, the executives they didn't like that. They they're like, no, you can't make him sound like he's uneducated. We don't want the whole point of the show is that either Jimmy and Jimmy's smart, so he needs to be a little bit smart. Like I remember one of the lines was um, like something about getting picked up by an eagle, and I said a eagle. So it was like, a, and so he got picked up by an eagle. And, and they go, no, you have to say and, you can't say uh. Because I think it's just funny him saying an eagle. <laughs> but, but it sounded so sheen at the same time, even though it was written to perfection by the writers. Oh, yeah, well, it, it, it depends. I mean, they, they knew what we were doing. You know, they knew where we were going. So they just, they basically just set up cones for us and we just drove around them. How soon... Did you know that this show was a hit? Um, I didn't. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I was just, I knew that we were guaranteed 60 episodes. And we ended up doing, I think, 68. But I didn't, I, I wasn't even thinking about a hit show or anything. I was just thinking, I got to, you know, take care, I got money to take care of my family. And it's like, so was there like a moment where you were, you saw like a billboard or something and it was like, oh, people are watching this. Um, no, um, what, what did freak me out when the movie came out, I was watching the Dodger game and a commercial came out for the movie. That was kind of cool. And I think that that was one of the only movies that, one of the only animated movies or one of the first ones that didn't have main, the main stars be celebrities. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't understand why they do that. I mean, I appreciate the fact that, um. You know they want to put some star power behind it, but I t- I, I'm telling you right now, like I, I pick Rob Paulson over anybody. I mean that guy is just wicked, wicked good. I mean when we did the um, when we did the um spinoff Planet Sheen, he, he he was sitting in the booth and he was playing. I think the character's name is Doppy. Doppy. Mm. His name's Doppy, and then his his mom and dad. He was playing on, so basically he was just talking to himself for like 20 minutes. <laughs> And he, he just blew my mind. I mean, I, when I when I went in, I was very young. I was only, uh, I think I was like 25, 24. And they had been doing it. Like Rob been doing it for years. Mark had been doing it for years. Caddy Milo was in there. She'd been doing it for years. 
Debbie was doing it for years. So I was like, just like, I was learning as I was going and, and they, and they had, they had no problem messing with me too. <laughs> I remember one episode, one episode I said, um, one episode I said crayon, right. Or Crayola. I said Crayola and they stopped me because you're not allowed to say name brands. So then, um, and Rob turns to me and says, say Sharpie. And I thought he was serious. <laughs> so I said, Sharpie. And no, you cannot name. I'm like, Rob? And he's just laughing at me. I bet there were a lot of um, fun antics during the recording session. Oh, yeah. We, we were all over the place. We- <laughs> so there were, like, there were like years between Planet Sheen and the original series. So... How was that brought to you? Because that was years later, almost ten years later after the fact. Well, we were—I was having meetings with with Oda Kirk and um, with um, a guy named Rico Hill. I think he works at Cartoon Network now. When we were doing the show, they already knew they wanted to do it. Like during the run. Yeah, they want—they knew they wanted to make a spinoff because uh, at one point, and this is secondhand information. This was what was told to me was Jimmy Neutron was like the top 10 show in the world. It, it had its time for a little bit there. Yeah, it was the number 10 show in the world. I mean, like, um, Sarah was telling me that she, they were getting emails from, like, like India, Dubai, places like that, Russia. It, it's, so, it's so crazy because, essentially, I feel like people remember it, but it kind of got overpowered by SpongeBob for a while. Yeah, it, it did. Because I think that, well, the one thing about, like, that people don't really understand about, like, you know, the cartoon business that I had to learn myself is that SpongeBob is such a, like, like a unique character. So you can make toys and pillows and lunchboxes. We weren't really, you know, that different. You know what I'm saying? He was just so different that they, then they ran with it. You know, and plus, it's a great show. And it's still going. Yep, still going strong. And did you guys have any overlap? With those guys, I mean, it was different studios, but like, or why can't no, we get the same? No, we were in the same studio. We just, we just, we had our sessions. So we went in that. We recorded all the time on Mondays, and it was either nine to one or two to six. So, why were there? Was there any overlap with the SpongeBob folks? No, or? no, we wouldn't even see them. That's was, interesting. Yeah, nine to one, and then the engineers and everybody took their lunch breaks, and then two to six. So th- we had an hour in between, and most of the time, our director, her name is Jenny McSwain. She got us out of there so fast. Sometimes I go in at nine, and I'd be done like at ten thirty, eleven, because she was just so honest. She knew exactly what she needed. Other directors, like they'll 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 just try and like juice it, you know? Like we know we got the we got the audio, we're good. So if we could go back a little bit, how? How much time did it take when you were doing all that comedy stuff and you're still doing it to getting the cartoon? Mm, 10 years. It was about 10 years. I started, well, I always tell people I started when I was 15, which is kind of a farce because I started a day before my 16th birthday. And then, yeah, that was in 1991. So, yeah. So then, um, yeah, back in then like 2000, 1999 is when we started doing Jimmy Neutron. And keep going at it. Yeah, <clears throat> I pretty much had to. But, but I was making, I wasn't making, a, a, you know, a lot of money, but I was making a living. I mean, I lived with another comedian. My rent was like 400 bucks and I would make like maybe 900 a month. I mean, that was good enough for me. And, and you know, like, do you, so if you have any advice for like any content 
creator, meaning he here now more than ever, to get your stuff out there, what advice would you have to give to like any comedians or voice actors or oh com- <clears throat> comedians? It's all about like a lot of times comedians think that like when you start in comedy, because I was one of them, you think if you're funny, then you're going to make money. It doesn't work like that. It, you have to, like, bit, like the industry doesn't want to make money for you. They want to make the money you're making already. So if I was starting out comedy right now, the first thing I would do is I would get popular on YouTube. If you get popular on YouTube, then they'll pay attention to you more. And now there's this whole thing with, like, TikTok. I don't use it, but I know that, that I hear a lot of content creators as well. I mean, whatever the new thing is, people will flock to. Yeah, and if you get enough views, I mean, the industry will pick you up. Yeah, so what's the weirdest fan encounter you've had with someone that was a fan of Jimmy Neutron or a meaningful one or just some of the some of the fan stories you have? Um, <clears throat> well, I really don't have many, like, that, I, that stick out. I mean, I did have my, a friend of mine, he had a four-year-old, five-year-old, and he goes, come down, man, and do that, do the voice for her. I'm like, okay. So I went down there, and um, I, I was sitting on a chair, and I started doing the voice, and his son walked up to my face and put opened my mouth with his hands because he thought I swallowed him. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's great. Uh... I mean, like, so, it's so funny how kids think that kids are so invested in the character. I mean, I was. I mean, I'll be honest. When, when I got in contact with you, like, I think that you are my mom's favorite cartoon character ever. That's great. Well, tell her I said what's up. One of my other favorite characters you did is essentially Sheen, but a mouse and it's Pip. Oh, Pip on Barnyard, yeah. So that's from the same team as Jimmy, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's an Odekirk project. And were they like, what was your direction for that? Basically Sheen with a mech, but more like a Latin feel like what you normally bring. So what was that direction like? It was, it was, like I told you that the Odekirk lets everybody just go. Like he appreciates the talent that we have. I mean, he's not there to say that, you know, he's the end all be all. He just, he, it's like a team, like, you know, and nobody's better than the next. I mean, the, the show Barnyard, it was the funnest experience I've ever had doing this. Like that show was great. I don't, and it got, they got, they stopped making them. And I, I don't know why, but, yeah, I it's weird. Like I remember, the movie had such big push, and then the show kind of got swept under under the rug. Yeah, the show was popular, but it wasn't like what they wanted. Were they hoping for another Jimmy or something? Well, that? they would have had it if they would have pumped it more. I mean, the cast was amazing. Yeah, it was. I feel like cause after a while it moved to Nicktoons Network or something like that, too. Yeah. And whenever they move it to Nicktoons Network, they don't have a good track record after they move it. So 
but it depends because they did that same thing with SpongeBob too. But then they moved it back. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends. Like it depends on the the audience and the reach and the poll. I, I think they that- did that to try and build up Nicktoons and then put it back. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, bring in the heavy hitter and then put him back. Yeah. I what I th- what I find really funny about like the characters that you have specifically on the the DNA stuff and the the Nick stuff that you do. Um it's very sarcastic and it's very like the butt of the joke and it's like, okay, we know that Sheen is going to make a reference here to something that no one else knows. Yeah. And one of my favorite Sheen moments, I have to bring this up, where, in this case, the fanboy and me talking about the show, but I have to. So there's this episode where I guess the Neutrons and the Weezers are fighting and Carl and Jimmy can't talk to each other. So, Sheen decides to start this messaging service where he raps <laughs> on behalf of Carl or Jimmy. And it's very hilarious. Like, that makes no sense, but it makes sense at the same time. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I know how, like, like I, I never like, like to read it. They mailed us a script beforehand. But I never like to read them. That's interesting. Why is that? Because you want to be present? Because I, I don't like, like, it, it's got to be, if I read it, then it's funnier to me. So I can make it, you know, if I already know it, it kind of loses its luster. You know, it's like telling a joke over and over again. Do you remember any dialogue that, I know you said you don't remember much from the show, but is there any dialogue that you read? That you just couldn't get through because it, it cracked you up, or any bloopers that you could share? Um, not that I can remember. Um, I do remember there was a thing where, like, I had a very, very difficult time making him sound old because they Jimmy had like this like time machine where, where they um where they turned old. Oh yeah, and um, I couldn't get the voice down to save my soul. <laughs> Matter of fact, they even gave um, Rob a lot of the lines I was supposed to do because I just couldn't get it. So you guys had a lot of guest stars, not as many other shows, but what are your memories of, like, working with freaking Mel Brooks? That was pretty cool. That was great. Um, the one I remember the most is uh, is uh, uh, um, Belushi. He was on that show? Yeah, he played a couple episodes. He played um, the, the PE coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't know him. Yeah, great guy, too. He was an awesome cat. And, like, um, were they, like, down to play with you guys? Like, was the environment that much different? No, it wasn't. He was really cool about it. That's cool when these actors can just have fun. Yeah, he had a blast, too. He loved it. Cause he tastes. He was saying he did one more. He's all. It was like he's all. It was way different than this. This is great. I'm like, we're like cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about the environment that you guys created. It, that depends, though. Sometimes 
Because sometimes we can we can make the environment a little bit worse than it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I heard about like you. I heard from Mark that you got you were always in the back like a school kid. Yeah, they put. I, yeah, we said we made a joke because I'm Mexican. We used to call it the Beaner Corner. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me about like the Comic Con experience as of recent times. Because those seemed pretty cool. Yeah, those are those are fun. I think the, the funnest thing is is meeting everybody else that's there. That to me, that was the funnest part. Like meeting like Seth MacFarlane and all the the, the um, Family Guy people, and a couple of the Simpsons voices were there. Uh, some Star Wars guys were there. It was pretty crazy. And then like that's so cool to get to our table. We had to walk behind these like curtains they had set up. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you walk by and then you're seeing these guys walking by you and stuff and you're just like nostalgic, you know? It's so, it's so funny that you and I are just having a conversation like we've known each other for years. <laughs> like we, cause I remember seeing the first movie in theaters, like with my parents and watching the, watching the show when it premiered and having ice cream on the couch, like just like vivid memories and it's like you must have had those shows that you watched that impacted you how did you feel that be one of those for people my age no i, I get you yeah um it, it it can get a little bit uh like well you know like a lot of these other guys like when i started they were having conversations about you know about doing certain jobs and stuff like that and uh and i was like they were talking about the smurfs like they, when they worked on the Smurfs, I'm like, dude, I grew up on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so, it's so interesting you say that because, like, of course, I grew up when Jimmy was on, but I, but I know, I know all different types of animation and pop culture, and it's like, some people are like, you know that, you <laughs> know that. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally get it. Like, um. Because Jimmy was such, like, a huge part of my childhood. I mean, I've had, I had his, I had the lunchbox. Oh, wow. That was my, that was my lunchbox in school. And I, you know, you know, those little Valentine's Day cards they give out in class. Mine were Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> It was a blast to do, man. You know, you know what really upset me though one time was I came home and it's the show's on. I had young, my kids were very young at the time, and um, they're watching the Fairly Odd Parents. I'm like, you better put Jimmy Neutron on, fool. You better look up and look at that roof it's bringing you. <laughs> so, do you still get residuals? Yeah, they're not very I mean, large now, but it's you know it's great for me. I mean. Because now, I think it's on Hulu. You can stream it. Um, and the movie's on... The movie was on Netflix for a long time, too. So, odds are... I think I know the answer to this question. But if Jimmy were to come back, would you do it? Oh, yeah, of course. In a heartbeat. I mean, because I spoke with Mark about it. And he's like, I want to see what Hugh Neutron would be doing right now. <laughs> I know, right? It's so it's so cool because those those characters, by comparison to any other cartoon at the time, 
those characters were the weirdest characters I've ever seen. Yeah, they were pretty I, off the wall. Hugh with his ducks. <laughs> and then you have Carl's fascination with Jimmy's mom. Yeah. So it's like, you would not, you would not get that today, I don't think. There was a time where these things would just happen. And it would just be the norm. Yep. Now, now if you did that, the network would get in trouble or something. Yeah, you can't do nothing no more. But, like, and I'm sure, like, with Planet Sheen, were there any, like, restrictions, stuff that you could do and the stuff that you couldn't do that you could do on Jimmy necessarily? If there was, they they didn't tell us. Like, they would just say, do this different, you know? I, we wouldn't know what, what restrictions were. They would just say to do something different. Because I heard that before, too. Like, I heard that we, we can't talk about that. Like, after the fact, they're all, we can't talk about that. I'm like, oh, okay. I would love to, I would pay good money to hear, like, the outtake reels for these shows. Oh, you know which ones you'd like the best would be Barnyard's outtakes. Oh, really? Oh, we were, like, we were off the chain on that show. That's, that's great. I mean, because I love, I really love just hearing outtakes and fun stuff. Because people have to realize that the people doing the kid shows are adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And he's like, they said that? He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we said some outlandish crap on um on the barnyard. We said some crazy stuff. So what do you, what are you up to now? How are you handling quarantine and all this crazy stuff that's been going on for months? Oh man, I'm bored, man. I I check the mail and hope it's not there so I can go outside again. <laughs> I I totally feel that. I I really, but I really think that this time is being so good to creative people to kind of hone their skills. Uh, yeah, but we got to pay our bills too. Now, we, right now, we can't. Yeah, I agree with like, you. Look at Mark DeCarlo, that Bafo the Bear that he's doing. Oh, that's hilarious. That's crazy. I, I called in and I said, So, you know, that guy Mark, that you know, and he's like, Mark who? Mark Wahlberg? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, classic. Classic Mark. <laughs> I do love that. But you know, people are people are utilizing these skills that people like people wouldn't have been able to do years and years back. That's and true. it's kind of cool. That's true. You're right. So, what do you hope that people, you know? What do you hope that people take away from, like, Jimmy Neutron of all things? I mean, there's a, there's, it's a funny show, but there's got to be something that, that the show changed your life. Like, what did you learn from doing it? Um, I like, because I've, I've, I've been a stand-up forever, so you've always, you've always been by yourself. You know, you go up on stage, you're by yourself. I just like being a part of a team. That's what I learned, the, the, the teamwork. Because if you if you if you follow somebody up, 
somebody got your back. Yep, exactly. And I wasn't really worried about having a, you know, because on stage when you're doing stand up, you carry yourself. I wasn't worried about that. Felt good. Uh, I so where can people find you on social media, and what are you up to? Well, um, I do do a, um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's uh, JG's Comedy Underground. You find me there. Uh, Instagram is uh, Jeff Garcia LA. And that's how we connected. And I, I really appreciate all this. After years of trying to get this set up, this has been great. Oh, no problem. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to have uh, Mark involved, too. That'd have been fun, because he's a nut. <laughs> Thanks so much, dude. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Well, talk to you, my man. You got it, bro. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. No problem. The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture. Past and present.